Blog Talk Radio. Takes. I'm Lori Baker. Today I'm talking with Tapas Yogi Nandi, author of the book Mastery of Consciousness, Awaken the Inner Prophet. We will hear from Nandi about his book as well as his teachings of the Siddhar Sages. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. Um, let's start with talking about your new book, Mastery of Consciousness, Awaken the Inner Prophet. Uh, first of all, what is the significance of the title of the book? Uh, consciousness determines all our realities. The reality we see as humanity today, the reality that we see in, as in our own life, all begins with consciousness. When we master consciousness, we master life. We also master that goodness for all. So that is about mastery of consciousness as a title that we chose because in our journey through being a yogi, we master consciousness and we attain the state of being sun-like, whole and complete with our realities going around us and that is mastery of consciousness. And we mention in our book, Awaken the inner prophet. The inner prophet means waking ourselves up to our own source connect. This is master of consciousness. Wake up. When you talk about being a yogi, for those of us you know who are not familiar with um, with this practice, could you describe what a yogi is? Yes. Uh, I'd like to mention about, you know, there was a book um, that I highly recommend us to read, which is, anyone to read, which is Autobiography of a Yogi, of the sage Paramahamsa Yogananda, who came to this country. And when he when he died, when he left his body, his body had not decayed for over two weeks. And this was in Los Angeles. And they did a med- medical examination, and they found the body simply didn't decay. But this was just to affirm what he had been mentioning all along in his life, and that was you never burn a saint's body. You bury the saint's body because in the process of their life, they have created a power of fire within them, uh, an inner fire within them, that they constantly burn through along with divinity, that their body is uh, has become a shrine. Now, from our perspective of whom a yogi is, it really is awakening yourself, that innermost fire within each of us, there for us to wake up. The moment we wake, wake our own inner fire, it is our own source connect. And once we are source connected, we are the yogi. Now, a yogi necessarily means a person who is able to connect to source and climb up beyond the mind and from the state beyond the mind, source connected, determine each part. Now, of course, a yogi necessarily means 
when we climb up beyond the mind, now we are in a state of joy, we are in a state of bliss. Our thinking comes from the highest place. And now as a yogi, we would want to set a discipline to have more of that state of joy. And our journey as a yogi is continual. A journey as a yogi then simply is being blissful, being happy, being able to uplift ourselves and all of humanity. Well, could you tell us what the benefit is to adopting this form of consciousness? When we meditate, when we go to a higher place in our mind, what we are doing is we are stepping out of the life circus that we are put into. So when we, as a yogi, when we see life, when we see everything, it's like sitting on top of a mountain and looking at all of realities. It's more like being the eagle effortlessly gliding through time, uh, effortlessly gliding through realities and uh, fulfilling the purpose as to why we are here as in the human. Do you feel like it would be even more relevant in our time today? I mean, this is a, a practice that has been going on for ages. Why is it important in our time now? Uh, to find our spirituality. Yes, everyone wants wants to be happy. That is <clears throat> so much an, an aspiration for everyone. And this is the happiness we all search for. And most times it comes in the form of happiness that uh, is temporary, comes and goes. But as we go deeper and deeper in our search for happiness, we understand there is a state of happiness that is perpetual that we can have for all times. And this happiness comes from finding ourselves, or awakening to realize ourselves as a spirit having the human experience. Now, having understood that we are the spirit having the human experience, now we look at it as from the perspective of the choice from where we can think from. Today, when you look into the world with its with uh, where, where every where a normal person would suffer from anxiety, uh, stress, emotions, and uh, all the upheavals, it's not anymore uh, really medicines or anything short term that can actually help as much as to be able to meditate, to be able to tap into being the spiritual being we are, to be able to resolve our problems, resolve the external, external realities by climbing up to a higher self, to climb up to a higher self of spirituality. And in this, uh, uh, in this reality of being spiritual, it's not about religion. It's not about being a Christian, Hindu, Muslim. It doesn't matter anymore. It's between us and source. Now, God can have all the names or can have no name or even without the belief system of God, still we can climb up to the higher place of being spiritual, being the spirit, having the human experience. Well, you know, you mentioned, uh, you've talked about God with your answer. Uh, is it necessary for people who want to meditate to have to, be, to have a religion, to believe in God? That's a beautiful question because... Everything begins and begins, every, our thoughts arise from consciousness. And this consciousness is from where we think from. 
Now, if you see uh, humanity as in history and even now, you see so much of bloodshed, bloodshed in the name of God, in the name of religion, which is so sad. Now, however, above the mind is a place where we are able to coming out is from goodness. And here, it does not matter so much as, as whether a person believes in God or not. When they ask Gautama Buddha, who is God? He mentions, no, he actually went silent. What Gautama Buddha was mentioning was that God is void, that God is full, that cannot even be explained. And in reality, for an atheist or anyone who believes in God, it's so much more about climbing up higher. And yes, of course, anyone, meditation is good for just about anyone. And even if a person does not have a faith in God, at least they know that void exists. And that void space of nothingness holds the energy of divinity, the energy field of higher thought, the energy field of a higher vibration. So to tap into to tap into the higher mind is the birthright of everyone. We are born with wanting to be happy. And when we touch and when we connect to the higher self, to the place where we are able to see that infinity that we can call absolute, that we can call source, that we can call God, now we are above as consciousness. And from this field of consciousness, only goodness can happen for ourselves, and overflow through us to the world. Fascinating answer. Um, you know, when I hear about meditation, uh, the term mantra is often used. Could you tell us what the significance of a mantra is? Uh, when we go to see any master, any any sage, any divine person, the only thing really worth receiving from a master is a part of their consciousness. Now, for thousands of years, this uh, from our lineage, the Siddha lineage, there had been our gurus reciting the mantras and passing it over, and it, it, and for thousands of years it was passed over. So when you receive a mantra, you are not only receiving the energy field of the mantra by itself, the mantra by itself has energies of transformation. When we keep reciting the mantra, our mind tunes into the single-pointedness and taps into the energy field within the mantra. And in the moment, our mind uh, climbs up to a higher place, to the place and point of the original intent of the mantra. But within the mantra is also the presence of all the gurus who had been chanting the mantra before. So a mantra, you could say, is like that which sets our inner fire awake and allows our mind to come in and converge into oneness. And from this oneness, one single thought is where meditation is born. Now, let's assume we say the mantra, we chant the mantra uh, many, many times or a few times in the morning. The whole day, we are bound to feel the meditative mind, which is the result of having chanted the mantra. So meditation is assertion is set into, meditation is uh, is created, a meditative mind is created through the mantras and the mantra chanting. Now, 
there are different mantras for different purposes there are thousands if not hundreds of thousands of mantras and each mantra has a potent facet of energy field that it, that that is inherent within it so getting the right mantra or getting the mantra for us to begin the journey is a very helpful tool of consciousness a very helpful tool to be able to meditate deeply so with your book with mastery of consciousness what do you hope to mm-hmm. do with this book who do you hope to reach with it mastery of consciousness as a book in is the grace of our siddha gurus my gurus the intent the collective intent of all sages of consciousness is that consciousness must reach all of humanity in our siddha wisdom we light the lamp of those who seek and when we light the lamp of the seeker the seeker then tunes into the light within and attains mastery our goal is that each be the master each be each of us be liberated liberated to be happy liberated to be the yogi liberated to be the master when humanity wakes up in consciousness we are definitely going to see the effects of consciousness which is peace love sharing abundance inspiration motivation all this comes from consciousness and this is the consciousness nandi wishes to convey through the book mastery of consciousness where can we find your book uh, the book is available on amazon.com it's also available on our site sensitiveplanet.com at sensitiveplanet you will sign i would sign the book and 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 give it to you also beyond the book is uh, the continual teaching within the sutra to attainment of the absolute spiritual reality that each sutra is uh, each sutra is as contained in the book master of consciousness well uh, do you also teach classes i notice uh, you know if people go to your website there are all sorts of different events uh could you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that yes i am offering uh, offering to teach on a continual basis because consciousness is continually expanding and uh, there is the teachings that i received over the many many years each time as i grew i would uh, you know as i felt a little bit mature in my spiritual growth i was given another mantra by my guru and that's the way i was i was taught i was i was i was grow i, I was nourished and grown through the many years now this is this is what i wish i could hold a space of teaching to each of us so go into nandi.com n a n d i.com and this is where i would be able to connect with you uh let you know let you know like uh, uh there is the teachings called the sivasava which is the inner journey of lighting the lamp and setting each on uh, on their own daily spiritual practice and i would love to share uh the teachings and i would love to see each of us shine grow and glide with the teachings of the siddhas 
the, the mystical end of the yogic traditions of South India. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with me. Uh, I really enjoy and learn a lot when I listen to you speak, and uh, and I look forward to learning more about your book. Thank you, Divine Laurie. I really appreciate being here, being able to offer the grace of my gurus and the grace of Mother India and the grace of the wisdom of universal meditate of the universal meditative mind, the consciousness to all of humanity. I am so happy and glad to be with you. Thank you so very much. For more interviews with Outtakes, follow me on Twitter at Laurie's Outtakes or like my Facebook page at Outtakes and Blog Talk Radio. Until next time. Thank you.